Hey guys, this is this is Alex Sturgeon, and we're gonna try something new with the Hobbyplex show today. For those of you that don't know, Will Brenton lives in Lincoln, Nebraska. I live in Omaha, Nebraska. More specifically, Bennington, Nebraska. My sister's podcast studio is in downtown Omaha. So uh, now that we get to do our show more, it didn't seem fair to make Will use all that gas money to drive up here every single week on a Monday. So we have Will on the phone. Yeah. Live via satellite. Live via Facebook Messenger satellite. Uh, Will yeah. Brenton will be joining the show on the phone. So we're going to try this and see if uh, see if our chemistry is still there. It is weird having an empty chair across from me, though. We should get like a cardboard cutout or something. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Put there. <laughs> <laughs> you said you closed the garage door, so you're in the, you're in your garage. No, I'm in my I'm in my my RC room now. Oh, okay, all right. I was out in my garage. Where for all of you that don't know, my hobby outside of RC is uh, scooters, and I have a Honda Ruckus that I'm putting a new engine in. So oh, man, is out wrenching changing engines i'm filthy so mm, good, good anyway did yeah. uh did scott ever sell his ruckus yeah he did ah, that punk I, I don't know what he sold it for probably cheap but Terrible. yeah i bought a new engine for my ruckus yesterday and i bought it from a guy in omaha so i actually drove to omaha yesterday but yeah i got it like an early new engine it has like 200 miles on it is out of like a 2017 ruckus and he only wanted 150 dollars for it Wow. So I got like the exhaust, the rear tire, the shock, like everything for $150. I was like, okay, you sure? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Like before you change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Get the hell out of there. Yeah. Well, uh, the store was super duper busy yesterday. So uh, of course I was just working. That's it. Yeah. Today's my day. Well, off. it's good. It's good. The store was busy. Yeah. No, very good. Very busy, by the way. Extremely busy. Like Christmas busy. I don't know what's going on. It's just really weird. But good. Not complaining. We were super busy. Well, let's jump right into some hobby news. Not a whole lot going on this week. I saw if we're going to get in, uh, talk about RC car racing a little bit. The Fullers did really good at the Chi-Town shootout this weekend. Yeah, that's at a new location, isn't it? Right. Or it's Impact, Impact RC Raceway. It basically took the place of Leisure Hours. Yeah, because I've been to the Leisure Hour one, I think, three or four times. I don't remember how many times I've been yeah, to that one. I think one, I've, been, I've been to that race twice, yeah. and it was at Leisure Hours. But um, the new place looks great. I mean, it's a smaller track, but it's kind of a... I mean, Leisure Hours, I always used to think, was kind of like our sister track. It was about as big and uh, had plenty of pit space. They had multiple tracks, so they had an outdoor off-road, they had an outdoor on-road, and then they had their really big indoor off-road. And I think ours, if we used up the entire track, including the oval, ours ours would be like 150 long. And theirs, I think, was 120. But it was mm -hmm. just as deep. It was like 70 or 80 feet deep. So it was still a very big track. And they had a pretty tall driver's stand. Yes. And we have a tall driver's yep. stand. So it was very similar in, in many ways. The dirt was a little different. But this impact raceway looks great. It's, it, looks, uh, it looks clean. And, and the track layout looked kind of... Like a typical 10 scale layout, nothing too crazy. They did have that really neat corner kind of kicker jump. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the track. It looked pretty nice. Maybe you kind of wish I was there. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I signed up for that race. Emerson and I, I signed Emerson and I up and I was that, that douche canoe that signs up for races and then doesn't go. So my name was probably an <laughs> RC sign. They're probably going around asking people, Hey, is Alex Sturgeon going to be here? Just like I do when uh, when that happens at our races. Yeah, and then you're like, "Gosh, dang it! Why did they sign why up and not come?" Do that? Yeah, <laughs> so I just became that guy. I, I kind of forgot to be honest with you. I signed up for it like way back in December, and mm -hmm. then I kind of forgot. And then I got an email on RC sign up, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I totally signed up for that race, but we race carpet in here instead, which is fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but uh, so. Uh, Mason won mod buggy in, uh, a one and a two, like he got it done really early. And then Caden won 13, five four wheel drive, I believe in a one and a two. And then I think they both finished in the top five or something in four wheel drive mod for Mason. And then I think Caden ran stock buggy and I don't think he won it. I think he GQ'd it though. I don't know. No, I really? Didn't, I didn't look hard enough at the thing. I'm just kind of bringing this one up off the cuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I never looked at the results today. I was busy at work and then I like ran home as fast as I could. So I didn't really have a chance to look. It's kind of your typical post weekend race report day, Mondays, you know, so you're skimming through all of them, but that's the one that stood out to me the most, um, was just that, uh, the Fullers got to go to a, a, a good off-road race and did well again as they yeah. should. I mean, as they should, cause Mike, the Mike is super dedicated dad to, uh, to their racing careers and, and, and both Kate and Mason like what they're doing and they're really good at it. Yeah, so, exactly. I doubt they'll miss the summer series this year. We'll see what happens. Last year they were really focused on nitro because of the, uh, um, where the net, they were going to the nitro nets and stuff. So they ended up, they ended up missing a few races too many to be in the summer series. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I heard from uh, at least Tom that he didn't know if he was going to make every round or not mm. or or qualify for points or whatever. So because right. he has so many races this summer. So, yeah. but and I would assume it's probably the same for the but Fullers. They're like pros now. <laughs> so it's yeah, kind of, I know. Kind of expected. They got to go compete on the national level, you know? Yeah, exactly. When I put in for the uh, 2021 off-road Nats, then maybe they'll make sure to be here all the time again. Yeah. Are you going to do that? I think so. It's, it's basically, it's one of those things where I have to build up the ambition because you do it, you know, the last one we had was in 2018, although that one wasn't near as stressful, but the 16 Nats, the 10 scale one, you know, that's a lot of work and, and a lot of behind the scenes work to make sure that everything is flawless, at least from our side, from the Hobbyplex side. And I think uh, five to six years is a pretty good amount of time in between those events. It kind of gives it some room to move to some other locations. But unfortunately, uh, I mean, not unfortunately, but I mean, because it, it isn't like it. Aren't, aren't we hitting Mimi's track again? Yeah, they uh, they actually it, made their track bigger, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a lane deeper, it looks like. And, and it looks longer, too. That's the track in Gothenburg, Maryland? Yep, Maryland, yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the, it was there in 17 and then isn't it there again this year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was there the year after us and then it's there again. I, here's the thing. Just from my time at Roar, one of the things that always bugged the crap out of me was after nationals were announced, people were like, stupid Roar, why didn't they have it at this track or this track? This is stupid. They're so stupid. Blah, 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 blah. Negative, 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 negative. What people don't understand is you can't award a race to somebody who hasn't bid on it. There was a couple of years there. We had one bid for the 10 scale Nats, which is bonkers to me because that's the one right now that was making the most money. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so sometimes there's, you don't have a choice, you know, I just wanted to give some time for us to kind of settle down a little bit, focus on our local events more, build up our local crowd some more before I dove into the national scene again. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's good. the the track's a good facility. You know, yeah. I, I I mean, it, I was just saying like it'd be nice to see it move around to more and more locations. That's not but, to say either that we'll even be awarded it if I bid on it. You know, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. I probably will for next year. That's what I'm thinking. I was yeah. going to do it this year, but we've been holding the the Tamaya Championship Series finals. Uh, this will be yeah. our second year now, so I'm kind of like, eh, you know, let's 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 let that ride for a little bit. Um, let's see. So, uh, so that was kind of cool. Drone remote ID public comment ends tonight at midnight, which we're talking about it now on Monday. This show is probably not going to be out until, you know, Friday or even next week. Cause we have another one in the can that we just got done doing. So there's not a whole lot to talk about that. We are never already talked about it. It's just that that ends tonight. So come, you know, in the future, the more we talk about it, it'll be more about the verdict. Are they just going to sit blatant, you know, just come out and say, nope, we're just going to do it exactly how we proposed it. Or are they, you know, actually going to change it, make modifications and stuff? I yeah. Don't know. I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I, I think there's been a strong enough pushback from the flight community that maybe we'll, maybe we'll be able to, to have some common sense rain a little bit, I guess. Yeah, that'd be cool. Common sense is nice. Yeah. I mean, they're doing the, the promote. I just got done talking to the, the guy from the Omaha Hawks and he's right. I mean, the rules are meant to maintain a level of safety with all the changes that have happened with, with being able to fly specifically drones, but I mean, even airplanes and stuff have gotten easier. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that turns out, but I did just want to make a comment about it again. Um, sure. We're going to, we're going to keep up to date on it. 
and, uh, and bring that news to the, to the masses here on the Hobbyplex show. And then finally, it's kind of, I've been saying elephant in the room a lot today, but the, uh, the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about you, but dude, I went to Walmart today by my house, 168th and Maple. And dude, there was no water on the shelves. Cleaned yeah, out. I went over there and bought it all. Yeah, great. Like you're going to be buying out. water for me. Everybody's going to buy water for me. Yeah, so. you're going to jack up the price. Yeah, it's going to be like $3 a bottle. So there's a lot of talk uh, lately among different channels about what the impact is going to be from this coronavirus deal, because let's face it, I, most of our stuff comes from China. Mm-hmm. So um, after talking with the talking with the owner today a little bit, basically the main thing is just we're worried about a supply chain disruption. That's all it is. And it could be as short as a week or it could be as long as a month, you know, depending on how everything goes. And what we've done at the Plex now for the last um, maybe month or so is kind of looked ahead and said, okay, well, normally when we sell two things, we buy two things to replace it and put it back on the shelf. Well, now I think what we're doing is when we sell two things, we're, we're looking ahead at what sold last year of that same thing. And we're trying to fill in to make sure that we have at least that amount to get us through to say like May. Yeah, that's good thinking can't sell nothing if you don't have nothing. Exactly. And so <laughs> we're being proactive and planning for the worst, even though, you know, it may or we don't know yet. Nobody, that's the one thing. That's why the stock market's so crazy. Cause there's just uncertainty about it. Nobody really knows anything. Is there going to be a, a huge disruption or is it just going to be a small disruption? Well, I mean, I don't know, man, it, it is an election year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we <laughs> have to probably deal with just the, the trick. Like, okay, so if you look at the statistics, I mean, more people die from the flu. Yes. So it's like, okay, like, this is like blown way out of proportion here. Right. And aren't there only like 16 or 20 confirmed cases of it in the United States or uh, something? No, it's higher than that now. There's 50-something here in Nebraska that have been flown okay. in. But like Washington yeah. State just had another person pass away this morning. I know, but again, they're old people. And nothing against old people. I love old people. Old people are awesome. But- Let's face it. It's just like the flu. The, the, yeah. the people who die the most from the flu are really young people or really old people. And that yeah. seems to be the same thing as this. What, what drives me nuts about this is this is not like a zombie virus. Like people don't wake up the next morning with like, like blood coming out of their nose and their eyes turn in different colors. And all of a sudden, you know, Oh, coronavirus. It's not like that. Yeah. That's not what it's it is. Like, you just like wake up drinking beer. It's like. the flu. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to Chan Daniels podcast on uh, Sunday. And one of the things that he said is I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it right because I'm not funny, but you can't, because I'm not funny. Yeah. It's something about, <laughs> it's something about limes and then you can't have a Corona without a lime. That was the punchline. And I got to go back and let's do it again. Cause I totally chopped it up and screwed it up, but it's not, it's not my joke. So I don't even care. Well, I, th- I think that on it, like if you want to get political about it, I think that this is just like, I don't know if you're into this sort of thing, like something just to distract everybody and create Mm -hmm. hype and make it so people don't look at the issues of the, uh, um, what am I thinking? The election coming up, maybe, but if you're into that sort of thing and believe that sort of thing, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not super political by any means, but, uh, I definitely like, it could be a Chinese plot. Yeah, probably. I could see that. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, th- the main thing is, is yes, we believe that the, this coronavirus deal is going to affect the supply chain for RC or hobbies in general, but uh, we've been doing a fairly good job at the Plex of kind of stocking up in anticipation of there being some sort of supply chain disruption. And what we've been doing, we've been trying to be smart. It's only like AAA stuff, stuff that we know is going to sell no matter what. It's not, you know, some obscure, you know, we're not buying, you know, $20,000 worth of obscure parts that, you know, might may or may not sell. It's stuff that we know, at least if we have a big pile of it at the end of all this, it's, it'll be sold, you know, within a couple months. Yeah. That's about it. There's not really much going on. Uh, hobby news at the moment. I don't know. What do you think? You think there's anything out there that I had, we didn't cover? No, you got the coronavirus. Yeah. That's all I had. Out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I think that the, 
uh, Jay Concepts backpack is going to be coming out soon. <gasps> so that's oh, cool. No way. Like, yeah, like I, I think a so. New version like, of the backpack? watching for it. Yeah, the new one. Oh, it's man. the one that Jay, like, if you go to a race, it's the yeah. one Jason has. And it kind of matches, like, the new. Uh, I've had my Jay Concepts bag. backpack for uh, quite since 2012 or 13. And dude, the one of the straps broke. So I can't wear yeah. it like an actual backpack now. That was what I would always put my clothes in uh, when I traveled because mm-hmm. it's it was nice yeah. and big and it fit really nice up in the uh, overhead containers or whatever. Yeah. No, Chili Duncan did that uh, photos of it, of that backpack. And then that um, he's a Des Moines guy Yeah. Um, of that backpack. And then there's this other it's like a battery ch- and like charger bag accessories oh, bag yeah, yeah, yeah. and posted it on uh the what is it the rc car action thing yep. and so i don't anytime i see that a lot of people ask jason at races like is that coming soon and he said yeah probably a couple months and you know it's been another month or so so i would assume that's going to be coming out in the next month month and a half or so i don't know it's just a kind of a guess but at least be watching for it Cause I know those things are so rad. Like I, I don't know what happened to mine. I had one or the older one that you could put a whole short course truck in. Mm. And, uh, I don't, I have no idea what happened to it. That leads us right into new products. Well done transition. my Woo. friend. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Anytime. You know me, the Hobbyplex got in the red cat. Kaiju. Is that how you pronounce it? You think? Kai, Kaiju. Mm, K- I don't know. K A I J U. I'm pretty sure it's Kaiju. I think on sure. I think on the YouTube unboxing I did I think I called it Kaiju, which sounds kind of weird, but I'm pretty sure it's Kaiju. Kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to make a Chinese Jewish joke, but that's oh, kind of where I was leading that I into uh, Kaiju. I definitely but, wasn't. Yeah. That truck's pretty cool. We haven't sold it yet. Kind of bummed out about that because um, it's brand new and there was there was some legitimate hype about it online that I saw. Kind of like how the uh, Arma stuff kind of had a little bit of a following, but, um, I don't know. I stopped by the store today at like five, five o'clock and it was still sitting up there, but there was a lot of people in the store. So maybe we did sell it tonight, but it's cool. It reminds me of like a outcast 4s or even like the Traxxas max. It's in that same, uh, size range and it's only three ninety nine. I think that's one of the, uh, big points about it was that it was that price tag on it. Spectrum just released a DX three smart radio with receiver and it's going to be seventy nine ninety nine, and it's not a digital three channel radio. It looks like just a, a three channel version of the, of the two E except with more buttons. Did you see that? Nice. No, I haven't. The price tag is what stands out to me. Like we need hobby stores in general need that, that kind of mid range under hundred dollar price tag on a budget radio. Well, yeah, I mean, that's such a, a good price point for a 2.4 radio. Well, now, see, like everybody talks about a 2.4 radio, like, oh, my God, it's 2.4, but that's yeah, the standard now. now. Like, you, I don't even think you could buy an AM27 band uh, cheap radio anymore. Like, the cheap radio is the, the 2.4 we had, or whatever. We had that $40 radio from the home office from uh, that was yeah. under the Firelands, and we sold. Guess who developed that radio? You did. Or helped. Yeah. Yeah. We, we I, sold. I did that. I, I helped. Well, I didn't. I did the testing. Did we sold testing buttloads of those things. Yeah. But at this moment, we're supposed to be getting them in again, but right now we don't have any. So the next closest radio yeah. would be the DX2E, which is $64.99 or $69.99, something like that. And yeah. then And then like from other brands, like the Sanwa um, MX6 is $100. Yeah. And then like the 3P... 3PV, I think. It's like 109 mm. from Futaba. So that's a pretty good price point. Even though it's not a digital radio, I think I think that'll be a really popular uh, option. Yeah. Because the DX5C is 109 without a receiver. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you have to have that entry-level radio because you come in with a guy that's got an old Trax Max and he's like, yeah, I need a radio from yeah. a Trax. Make it run good, run hard. You know? And you're like, well, I have this radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're not looking to buy, you know, they don't want to spend $150. Mm-mm. Like they're kind of like, they might even be like, eh, I don't know, a hundred bucks. But yeah, I mean, you have to have that, that lower bottom tier radio. Cause not everybody's racing, you know, no. most people aren't racing actually. Yeah. What is it? Like 2% of all RC yeah, cars sold I actually think, make it to a track. I think, I think the number I saw a while ago, that's always stuck with me is, is I thought it was 10%. 
10 percent. I think I remember reading like Gene Husting saying something like that, where, you know, out of all these RC10s that that they're shipping out the door, only 10 percent of them might actually see a racetrack. I think more people raced back then, though. Yeah, I think that I I think that like now, like I don't think that bashing was really like an option back then, like for something to no, cause do. No, because break. Yeah, like you'd get like, out your Tamiya Monster Beetle, and that thing would be in pieces in like five minutes. Yeah, you look at it cross-eyed, and the thing just flies <laughs> apart. You know. <laughs> so I so one thing at our track, like at the Poppyplex, that we t- tune a lot is foams. Yeah. Um, and I got one of these foam busters today in the mail. Oh, and okay. The one that Dakota had in St. Louis. Yeah. The 3D printed one. I'll send you a photo of it so you could post a pic of it or something. But I have a feeling this is going to be a must-have for indoor dirt racing. Now. Really? Yeah. Man. This thing's pretty rad. Man. I got... Uh, I, really? I had my system down, man. A yeah. Heat, a heat gun, some t- some PB blaster, and some heat cycles. And I had my system down. But now I'm going to have to get a roller? Well, you were running like foams that were run two or three times, That's weren't you? That's true. Yes, that's true. Okay, so this will bust them babies down where you can run new foams all the time. You don't oh, have okay. to recycle your foams. You end up with a pile of old ones. Yeah. It's just a tuning option. I know. You know, you'll still have to punch some, punch some holes and, but whatever. Um, that started last year that, towards the end of the summer series too. Guys were bringing Yeah. In, uh, guys rollers. had those skateboard wheel ones and right. I, I used one and, uh, the one I used, like I like mounted up my, my tires and I was like hey can I try one of those and like yeah man you really need to try it it's really cool and so I put my tire on it and you know I was like so what do you do you show me and the guy like pushed on my tire and like broke in the foam like he was doing it I was like okay well I'll do the next one so I made it match and I was like I squeezed it I was like dude that doesn't feel right so I went went back to my pit and I just cut my new tire open and like the insert was like powder so I was like, I was like, uh, I need to work on this a little bit and come up with something a little easier than something a little not as aggressive. But so but. there's uh there's some new J Concepts belted tires, some new crawler tires coming out. Proline has their Axis body line, which we have on back order. They've got a new uh, Jeep Wrangler JR JL crawler body. That's the that's the right length for like a TRX four. Proline's got a new 1967 Ford F-150 for the Traxxas UDR, which is pretty cool mm. looking. It's, it's pretty, yeah. actually a pretty cool looking body. And then they've got this uh, pre-cut Dodge Ram body for the Creighton and the E-Revo coming out. And mm-hmm. then they've got the big brute bash body. You know those hard white bodies? Yeah, um, yeah they do. They've got one of those coming out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 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 they've, they've got one of those coming out for the Creighton 8S. For that yeah. big honking uh, Creighton that we've uh, that we actually were the only store to have for a little while, mm-hmm. maybe still are actually. But those things are going to be 130 bucks. But you don't break bodies, so that's yeah. that's pretty much everything I have for new products that I found. It's uh, a lot of bodies, um, some more tires, obviously. I, these tire companies, Proline J Concepts, um, you know, they're coming out with stuff pretty much nonstop. Oh yeah, no, even with the uh, coronavirus. I don't know if it's easier to make a mold now or mm. if like the, the process is kind of streamlined a little bit more than it ever used to be. But I mean, we get new tread patterns more than we ever used to, Yeah, you know, kind of spoiled. I'm kind of thinking though, that the ellipse is going to be the, at least for J concepts people, the ellipse is going to be the tire for a while. Oh yeah. I mean the dirt, no, web, the dirt web is like the go-to tire for a pretty substantial amount of time. I, what was it? 2013? Yeah, when we went to the Reedy Race, yeah, it was 2000, it was a third, yeah, no, 14. We went in 14. Yeah. That was when Kenwald had, uh, he was, they ran that RC10 class and he had dirt webs on the back of his uh, RC10. And that was the first time anybody had ever seen him. That was when we were running, uh, what was it, barcodes still. Hey, so hey. it would have been like 14, 15 that the dirt web came out. Hang on a second. Okay. Hey, pass me a kickstart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kenwell developed those tires. That's uh, yeah, 
pretty amazing that those mm-hmm. things had to run. Well, actually, I mean, he developed basically the barcode, with the BK bar, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, I miss that dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you, you didn't know him, but you kind of feel like you yeah. knew him, you know? Yep. The winner is. Let's get into Hobbyplex results. We had a pretty significant weekend. Yeah. Um, again, we had a, we had a pretty epic Friday night again. We had 58 entries. Uh, I think there was 36 Plex spec beginners the Friday before that. And we had 47. So, I mean, we're doing a pretty good job. It seems like of, of having a good beginner class. Um, that's what Fridays are all about. Anything, any for me, anything extra beyond Plex spec on, on Friday nights is bonus. So we've, yeah. we've had a full heat of eight scale and we've had, I think a buggy class, two wheel drive buggy class of some sort. So, and then like a Traxxas open class, we call it. So there's Creighton's X maxes, Revo's, all that stuff running in the same heat, which if you were marshalling that one, you'd totally get hit. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> I swear. I just have like a bullseye on, on my person. Yeah. Like I just get beamed. It's like, uh, it's like I'm 50 points or something, <laughs> you know, it will get 50 points, <laughs> you know? So I'm looking at uh onward winter series. Let's we'll get into that um real quick. So we finished up our final race. The onward winter series ended Sunday, so March 1st. So mm-hmm. as predicted, um John Peck won 12 scale. But looking at the results, it Mike Clement, he had some TQs in there and but only two wins, but he did win the last round. So Mike Clement's a cool dude. Um, he's been racing at the Plex forever. Um, he's raced on-road, a little bit of off-road, but mostly on-road, and uh, some oval. He's kind of from that Des Moines um, area for on-road, but he I've, he used to race at Vinton a few times. I think he's raced oval there too. Uh, hmm. And then Jason Schald. So Jason Schald hadn't raced in a while. Him and some 12-scale buddies kind of got together, and and poof, he's uh, he's in, he made the top three. So Tim had these really cool trophies done from MX trophies and uh, they're kind of these acrylic um, multi-layered trophies and they look really nice. So anybody in the top three got one of them. Yeah. I saw them on Saturday. Yeah. They're, those things are really nice. Yeah. Very nice. I think that design, I, Tim and I were talking about making that our standard like trophy design when we use trophies. That'd be cool. So I think, I think the spring champs are going to basically be maybe a size bigger than that one for first, second and third. And then we'll just put, we'll put a different picture in the middle, obviously, because there was an on-road track in the middle of it. Well, obviously for off-road, we're going to do an off-road track, but it's really cool because yeah. I got a big giant hobby plex. You can't miss it. Vishal Singh, uh, won formula one. He beat out Dustin, uh, Gokenauer. Dustin wasn't there on Sunday. He had to work. So he missed oh, out really? on the last round. So it looks like it was a two point difference. And then Kenny McKenney, uh, the mm-hmm. guy who's probably painted, 75% of the bodies that were on the wall at the Hobbyplex. Yeah. Um, he got third in uh, Formula One. And then behind him, it was uh, Charles Randall and Craig Moline, even though he wasn't there, got fifth. Tim Ski ran a few times. It looks like he ran la- this weekend, finished uh, third. He missed a podium for the final, but didn't really help us cause out any points. Euro Truck. So this one, there was 26 uh, total drivers in Euro Truck for the season. And it was Ken McKenney, Dustin Gokenauer, and Tony Cook. So again, Kenny, uh, he's always there. He didn't miss a round. Dustin had to work, but Tony was there. And uh, Dennis Reard and Bob Hamilton got fourth and fifth. And then our guys, uh, Nate Anderson and Trevor Zellini, got seventh and eighth. The cool thing about looking at the results is you can kind of see improvement on Nate and Trevor as the weeks go by. Um, because both of them imp- have improved uh, greatly since they first started. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And then John Murphy, Barry Evland, and Mark Ebner finishing out the top 10 there. So that's pretty cool. But there was 25 total trucks in the series. So TCS spec. So that's kind of like the entry level class to get into at the Plex. It's kind of like Tim said uh, when we talked to him two shows ago. It's kind of a hodgepodge of different different skilled drivers in there as well because you can run either brushless or brushed and you know there's different skill sets or whatever. 27 total drivers in that class. And Bob, wow. Bob Hamilton smoked them all. He TQ'd every round and only finished out of first place once. And that was way back in November. And he's really turned a corner. Yeah. And he's also a really good painter. 
So look yeah. up Bob's bodies on Facebook yeah. and you'll find that he's, uh, he's really gotten good too. Like, yeah. like he just gets better and better painting wise as well. He does a really good job of like advertising, like cut out advertising. Like he's got his Oscar Mayer wiener kind of motif that he's been doing, but he can do yeah. a lot more than that. But, but that was kind of his thing, um, for a while. Yeah. If I ever raced short course again, which I doubt I ever will, yeah. but if I was going to, <laughs> I'd have him do like a pretty cool, uh, I don't know, like Quaker state body or like a Copenhagen body or something. Yeah. For me. That'd be cool. Well, and he does really good weathering too. So a lot of the crawl yeah. guys use Bob because he can, he can simulate like rust and aluminum, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so Nate Anderson, once again, uh, you can kind of see in the results. Um, he got second overall. John Murphy was third. Uh, Nate and John are friends, like best friends, like, like you and I kind of, um, except they don't have a podcast. Um, (laughs) 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 uh, Trevor Zelaney fourth and Mason Ebner finished fifth right in front of his dad, Mark. And then it was, is this, uh, is this Ron or Ben Chaplewski? Hang on here. Oh yeah. So Ben. And then it was, um, and then Barry and then Ron Chaplewski and that, uh, and then Matt Ebner is the top 10 and Matt, Matt missed the last three rounds. Cause, um, he's a young adult and has stuff to do. Otherwise he would be there. He's there on Wednesdays. Usually he's got his own like lawn care service. So he's usually off being busy. USGT touring. So that's, that's the class that I I raced and uh, there was 24 total uh, participants in that one. Dustin Gokenauer missed the last round, but still finished first. So that's how much of a lead he had. And then uh, Mike Clement finished second in that one as well. And then Ken McKinney finished third. And then it was Vishal Singh. And then it was me. So I TQ'd and won two out of the six rounds. I, I TQ'd and won the December round. And I didn't race January because it was the Sunday after Christmas and we were just hella busy. So there yeah. was no shot that I was going to be able to go down there and race. Otherwise I'd leave the, yeah. you know, there, the, we'd be, we would have been even more short staffed and it would have just been an awful day for everybody else. So I didn't even bother to race that day. Looking back on it, I should have bought, I should have bought an hundred car a month earlier because I also missed the first round. So yeah, I climbed up to get fifth, even though I missed two rounds. So there you go. How about that? That's not bad. Yeah. For an old uh, off-road guy racing on road. And then it was, uh, Jaden Rager, Dennis Reardon, Jeff Brock, Tony Cook, who missed the first three rounds in USGT and then Don Drews. <laughs> and then everybody else kind of, kind of hit or miss on whether or not they were, they actually were racing or not. So yeah. but USGT is a lot of fun. I think they're talking about possibly reintroducing 17.5 touring. Yeah. And I got to make a decision on whether or not I want to race that or not. I like USGT. I like USGT because we all have to run the same motor and, yeah. and it kind of takes some of the silliness out of it for me. I think it, for me personally, like I'm not that into it. So I like doing it. I lo- love my x-ray. I should have gotten an x-ray onward car years ago. Holy crap. But, um, but I don't want to deal with any motor silliness and battery charging silliness or anything like that. Yeah. That's a big damn for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vintage Trans Am, Tony Cook, Dennis Reardon and Mark Ebner. Ron Chaplewski finished fourth. Uh, Ron Cleveland finished fifth. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ben Chaplewski, Lance Chaplewski. So the whole Chaplewski family making the top 10 there. And then Nate That's Anderson cool. just started racing the last three rounds. And then John Murphy was right there behind him. Everybody else kind of missed a race or two. So, it, But Vintage Trans Am still rolling along. They had 21 entries uh, for the season. I think most of the time they had a full heat. It was usually at least 10 cars. You know, before the TCS Pro Spec, Vintage was kind of the entry-level class. Yeah, I'm surprised Vintage is or Vintage Trans Am has been around for as long as it has been, because it's been like I don't know what ten years. Yeah, but it's been a class. I mean, that's that's it's like in standard now. Yeah, you know. Well, back back in my roar days, man. So it was it was tough. It, we'd always get for the honor uh, nationals. We'd always try to include Vintage Trans Am, and then only like three people would sign up, and it was mm-hmm. because the roar rules wouldn't limit it to just one motor, like the, like the USG us vintage, uh, rules would. Right. Oh, because roar can't be quote unquote biased. Sure. So they had to have, it had to be open motor. And a lot of those guys revolted and were like, Oh, it's not gonna be, we're not going to do any of that. 
So it was yeah. always a struggle to get that, at least on that level. But locally, I mean, vintage has been around forever. And even with the HPI tires not being around, kind of being really hard to find, the the protoform tires, that especially the ones that come pre-mounted, have really helped out a ton to keep that class going. Sure. I could see that. So why don't you tell us about your syndicate uh, Saturday? Well, I TQ'd again. I put new tires on for the main. That was the wrong thing to do. I ran brand new tires and uh, my car like traction rolled like four or five different times. So I ended up third, which I don't know. I told you guys later, I was like, man, I've been winning so much. I better just let somebody else have a chance, you know? <laughs> so, so for those <laughs> listeners that don't know, we're not just being funny. Will is your series champ. He's won six out of six. Well, okay. He's TQ'd six out of six races and won five of those six races, giving him uh, well more than enough points where he can have three bad runs in a row and it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. No, I tried a whole bunch of stuff and, and qualifying, didn't I? I got it. I felt like I got a 26 lap run or I got 25, yeah. five flat, some or six flat, something like that. And the changes I made to my car are really good. Like I, if I just sort of left, left my car or left my tires alone and just ran my old tires, like it would have been a totally different race, but that's fine. Like I, I'm to the point where it's like, okay, let's try some stuff. Yeah. You know, like the pressure's off. Let's see how fast I can get my car. And like, I don't really I mean, I care how I finish, but Hey, yeah. know, it's not a big deal if I don't win. So on the opposite end, I had a horrible day of qualifying. I, my car yeah, was traction did. rolling like crazy. I think I, what did I qualify? <laughs> Fifth? Something like that. Fourth. Dude, I was, I was struggling Saturday mm -hmm. and then I'm in my pits and, uh, I told everybody, I'm like, all right, we made such good time today that I'm going to go, I need to go work on my car. So it's going to be an extra 10 minutes or so. So I'm over there and I'm like, I need to glue my front tires, like the sidewall. So no, I started, I started you were gluing. like, Will, are you gluing your front tires? And I was like, yeah, I'm gluing my front tires. I've been doing it all season. You didn't know this? Whatever. You're like, okay, I'm going to go glue right. my front tires. So I glued the sidewalls <laughs> in my front tire. And then, and then I go, should I do the backs too? And you're like, yeah, you should totally do the backs too. And, and then I was like, <laughs> and you weren't being serious. <laughs> and I thought you were. So I glued the sidewalls in my rear tires. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what, my car was off the chain in the main. Like yeah. it was really good. I could come all those sections where I was traction rolling. There was no mm -hmm. chance of me traction rolling. And I didn't really feel like I lost anything with gluing the sidewalls. I could get through some sections way faster. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I mean, it, it, it might've been. A joke, but it did work at least for me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm probably gonna try it. I'm sure. Like, I came back to get might second. As well, yeah, I might be able to get second. Yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the mains. So uh, we had a pretty good day. It wasn't a huge day on of the syndicate. It was a uh, 47 entries, but considering there was, there's always that kind of big race um, hangover. Mm -hmm. So I know some people didn't show up for this race come because we had that hangover in effect. And I was looking at some results from around, you know, other tracks and stuff and none of our guys traveled to those places. So it, it was just, it was just a pure big race hangover, you know, but still I'm, I'm pretty happy with 47 entries. I love it. I, if it was like 20, I'd be like, Ooh, what are we doing? But 47 is fine. It turned out to be a really good day. I'm fine with that. Like, and realistically, wasn't it like 60 degrees? Yeah, like it was beautiful. Five degrees on yes. Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You aren't going to be inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so Roger A. Nemec came back to, uh, he, he missed this, the, the carpet crash in, but he came back to race Plex. He actually didn't even TQ. Grant Noonan TQ'd. Grant Noonan had this one in the bag. And yet again, the TQ curse continues in Plex spec because I think he broke out on lap eight. No, and he no. was bummed out because that's exactly what happened last week at the crash in. Like he was doing really good, and then his car broke. But, really? but his, uh, I believe it's his uncle, or maybe it's his grandpa. I don't know. I think it's his grandpa, uh, Dan Noonan. So I was looking at the screen. I'm like, and he was all bummed out. And his mom sitting there, like, kind of like, you know, like, like it's okay, it's okay. And I go, hey, dude, I think you're still gonna beat Dan. And then he smiled and laughed, and then it was, it was fine. Everything was fine after that. <laughs> That's always nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grayson Stevie finished second and got 14 laps. So apparently I owe that kid a dollar now because of the crash. Yeah, you do. I said I that, heard if, that. Yeah. I said that if he did 13 laps, I had to give him a dollar. And then he comes yeah. out swinging and all day he was doing really good today. 
and he did 14 laps and got second. And then Josh Ryan, um, one of the guys that comes down from the Sioux City area, um, he got third again. Um, he likes getting third in Plex spec. I think I've, I think I've given him more Plex spec $1 third place amounts than any other driver. Stadium truck. We had, uh, we had five drivers in that one. So it was a, it was a good heat. We had marshals afterwards. Uh, Wes Hicks was kind of the class of the field on Saturday. Gage Noonan finished second in front of his dad, Derek Noonan. And then it was Bryson Ramey and TJ Williams and TJ's truck. I, you know, he's got an older TLR car and it's not set up yeah. for carpet. So I, I kind of told him, I'm like, dude, you need to like, you should just like save that for dirt. The buggy I can see, but the trucks just, it just is not like carpet traction rules a lot. Yeah. Exactly. So mod two wheel, Derek Wood. Um Woo. he uh qualified second, but mm-hmm. he had everybody in the main. His fast lap was two tenths faster than yours, three fast yeah. three tenths faster than mine, and then uh, everybody else really wasn't even close to that. Yeah. I well I looked at the laps from qualifying too, and like I don't know. I, I I'm not really making excuses or nothing, but yeah. If I had my, my tires on, it would have been a totally different race. <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> I think my lap times were comparable to what he ran in the main. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but yeah, are, I you mean, guys were squeezing out a thirteen every once in a while. Oh yeah, but Derek, man, him, a lot of like the setup stuff that that I've been trying is all stuff that we kind of Derek and I have been bouncing off each other. Yeah. And, uh, since, you know, he kind of dropped his Kyosho ride after coming back and he's told, he was telling me like the whole reason why he didn't really want to come race is because he didn't feel like the cars he had was competitive and the, uh, you know, the other stuff he was using wasn't, wasn't, you know, up to snuff anymore. Yeah. And it was kind of frustrating having to run all this stuff. So he dropped his sponsors and just went up into the hobby shop and got a brand new associated four wheel and a brand new associated two wheel after driving yeah, after letting him drive my cars, he's yeah. like, wow, these are so much better. And he's happy. So, and you and yeah. him, I mean, we're all happy right now. Like, like you got, we're all having a good time in the main, even when we run into each other, it's not like a huge deal. Yeah. Just, we, him and I had an excellent race in four wheel drive. Yeah. And I got second and he beat me, but we had a really good race. Yeah. 13, five, four wheel drive West six again, uh, took that one. I wouldn't say clash of the field in this one, but at least it was closer um, yeah. Jake Poteet, uh, second, Corey Tannehill, third, Ronnie went, keeps getting better on carpet. He's fourth, Phil Palmer, fifth, TJ Williams, sixth, Nick Pavel, seventh, and Mike Clawman actually showed up and race and, uh, finished eighth. So mm-hmm. not, not too terrible moving on. So mod four wheel, like you were saying, uh, Derek won this one too, but it wasn't for the lack of trying you guys, uh, you beat his fast lap by two thousandths of a second. Yeah, we had, uh, we were like nose to tail for the entire six minutes. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Like it's nice to have people like that, that we can race with. Cause we'll all just get better, you yeah. know, getting to club race like that. Stock buggy. So Dan Wasik, he pretty much put the smack down on Saturday. His fast lap was in the 14s, but nobody was really that close. He finished a lap ahead of everybody. Justin Stevie, Corey Tanhill, Wes Hicks and Rod Case. And this is expert. So this, we didn't have multiple heats of this one this week, but we normally do. But that leads us into independent buggy, which once again was our uh, biggest class of the weekend. We had an, we had an, uh, an A and B main, even with a light turnout. And Jacob Poteet put in another TQ and win. Joe Schnoes finished second. Uh, Jackson Anderson qualified fourth, finished third. So he's getting, yeah. he's getting the hang of it. I've been working on his, his car quite a bit, yeah. trying to help him as much as I can. Uh, Phil Palmer finished fourth, Derek Noonan fifth, Jerry Doherty sixth, Max Doherty seventh. Those two bumped up from the lower main and Gage Noonan finished eighth. I think so. I screwed up and I posted the wrong points. Somehow I, I went to the wrong file and I posted on-road points. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Jake Poteet with this TQ and win opens up a little bit of gap over everybody else now in independent buggy. That's cool. So we got two weeks to go. We got the seventh and the 21st and, uh, and then it's over. But I think independent buggy, I think it's still pretty close between the three of them. But I think, I think Jake Pote opened up a little bit of a gap there. Yeah. Jake's pretty cool guy. I, I like seeing him do well. And that's what the independent class was for is to get some of these guys to not feel like coming to the track as a drag, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Showing up to finish second, you know, or third or, yeah. you know what I mean? Pretty much the way I feel now. Like when I show up, I'm like, well, <laughs> racing for second or third. Now that Derek and Will are here, like, yeah, I kind of had know. that feeling for a long or Aiden. time. Or yeah. Aiden, jeez, or Aiden Olson. 
And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! Which, holy crap, we got 10 minutes left in the show and we haven't mentioned our sponsor. <laughs> oh, Pivot, yeah. Pivot Lending. www.pivotlending.com. I still haven't gotten a script from them because uh, David Olson was like super sick this weekend. I've been in contact with him a little bit. He doesn't have coronavirus, does he? he? Just, I don't think he's got coronavirus. Um, <laughs> but I did text him. I said, hey, are you feeling better? He's like, yeah, thanks. In the hospital with pneumonia. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. That's terrible. Um, told him we were taping. Well, and he said to, uh, to make sure I plug uh, Don Zoller. I'm about, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Zaler. I'll be able to get this right when uh, when he's feeling better. So, but we didn't. Hey, in the meantime, we can do my commercial. Like, yeah. hey, hey, Alex, I heard you're living in the shed of some back some some guy's backyard. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I lost my. Uh, I, I I got kicked out of my house, and I've been sleeping behind my sister's house. Yeah, I mean the garden hose gets the job done, but hey, you got to be finding a real house, man. I got this guy, Aiden Olson's dad. You should talk to him at Pivot Lending uh, and, you know, get a house, man. You get some uh, house How, do I, how do I get a hold of him? I don't know. You probably call him on some phone numbers. You oh. got. I, I heard this guy's got his phone number over there. You should look do they, it up. Do they have a use website? The internet. Yeah, use the internet and Google and stuff and just like Aiden Olson's dad, Pivot Lending, you know. Okay. <laughs> that was terrible. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the worst commercial of all time. We'll work uh, on it. I, I hope I'll write a script. Grant, I hope we don't get fired. That'd be terrible. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'll like it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? You covered all the... That's bonus. Like, yeah, you that's covered bonus all the time. main stuff. Upcoming events. Uh, really quick. Techno Series Finals uh, coming up next weekend, uh, March 14th. Uh, the Carpet Off-Road Syndicate is the following weekend after that, the 21st. Then we have the TCS regional race, and that's the Tamaya Championship Series. We're also holding the finals in August, but that's March 27th through the 29th. It's a, it's, it's a three-day race, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You don't have to be there on Friday, but to get to practice in, it'd be nice. Then the following weekend is the J-Concept Spring Oval Race, Spring Champs. That's April 3rd and 4th. So we have coming up here, the month of March is going to be bonkers. <laughs> like, just busy. So Wow. Yeah, I gotta I gotta call Jason and have him send uh, send me that car. Yeah, because uh, so I can get it ready. Well, I think AJ just raced. Yeah, AJ it, just actually. raced it. So that that car's been passed around. You'll see it again. Yeah, the car's like town bike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, the Hobbyplex Spring Champs. That's our big our annual big dirt race. That's April 24th through the 26th. I'm just gonna put this out there right now. I'm waiting for the flyer, but somebody else had to flew too. Our our graphics guy, Boom RC, Mike Garrison him and his wife were both sick this weekend. So there's a lot going around, not just coronavirus. So um, maybe you should go to Walmart and clean out their water. Maybe maybe we all should. I don't know. But here, here's the thing I want to announce. Make sure you have your mini tees. We're going to be doing a thing with mini tees. Uh, We talked about it today. We've got the full backing of, uh, of Losi on horizon hobby. Uh, This race at one time for one year, what at least was the TLR cup. And then it wasn't. And then I've been, Sort of trying to work with them to try to maybe get it back. But uh, either way, we're going to do something cool with mini tees. So stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll announce it on this show. And then finally, I uh, just wanted to say our summer series is May 16th. So it's coming up quick. You think you think it's a long ways off, but it's really not. It's coming up fast. Mm-hmm. Summer series is something I always look forward to. I look forward to Out it. Of all the stuff we do, the summer series is is my, that's my bag. My, my wife and I are looking at campers so we can go park it or uh, oh, camp in the parking man. lot. Oh man. Uh, that'd be sweet. I can bring my scooter up and scoot. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? All right. So we have, uh, we have a little bit of time. Let's get into some actual questions. I did post questions this time on our Hobbyplex show Facebook page. Let's get into the first ones. Cause if there was some pretty good ones here in the first ones, um, Joe Zaire jr. Who's actually got his own pat podcast, which I cannot remember the name of. Right now. Ran out of talent. Ran out of talent. There you go. That is a yeah. really good name for uh yeah. for a podcast, for an RC podcast. Everything tires for two-wheel drive buggy on clay, please. I will send this over to you since you are the tire god. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um what, we, have, we, have like, like ten, I, we have like 10 minutes. So everything tires. Well, actually, I've been corresponding with Joe 
Zaire Jr. Um, he's been asking me about tires and stuff. Well, honestly, you know, with Silver Compound being new from last year, we really don't know if we're going to be running clay compound or silver compound for electric 10 scale for two wheel and four wheel drive at this point. Um, We tested it last year because Jason both there sent you and I a set of tires each to run. I ran mine with uh, liquid wrench and that PB blaster. Right. And they, they just didn't, I don't know. They didn't feel right. I, and I like silvers when the track was brand spanking new. Yeah. When that, when the, the, one of those, I think the second to last summer series race that most of the track was new, there was a little bit of it that was left alone. Silvers were great Mm -hmm. on Friday. As soon as the bite came up big time, like it normally does on Saturday, silvers were way too twitchy for me personally. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm old. I think it's going to be one of those things where like, so silver slicks, you know, like uh, we go to these races. That seems to be the, the ticket. Everybody's turning these silvers into slicks. Yeah. And I don't know. I'd personally hope we run gold compound. Yeah, me too. I'd rather just run gold, but I mean, as long as they're not, I, as, as long as if we, whatever we run, as long as they're not slicks, that's what I want to run. Yeah. But so like the break-in process that we've been doing, you want to scuff them, you know, you, I always scuff tires first. I don't, or grind them or whatever you're going to do. I do that first, then do the sauce and the heat cycles. The reason why, because you get sauce on them, you know, or you, it, it like breaks down the rubber and then you go to grind them and they just turn into a bun- bunch of gunk. Like yeah. they don't, they don't grind, they don't peel, right? They don't shear. It just, they just melt. And so you get them down to the tread height you want, which is, you know, pretty much where you get them crosshatched to where there's no flat spot. That's like perfect. And then you take and uh, put, heat them up some put the heat gun till they you know they're nice and hot then put sauce on them and then you heat them up again until the sauce starts to smoke and then what when they're still hot from that last one you put another coat on and then that one's done that seems to be the trick as soon as i started doing that putting Mm -hmm. this putting it melt like burning the sauce in but then also putting the sauce on the tire as it's still hot afterwards that seemed to really make my tires uh, get up to speed quickly. Yeah. And so you're the, then you're, you're pretty much done. Then you're just kind of uh, running them and sauce them. And maybe like before the main, depending on how warm the track is or how cold the track is, I'll drive in some more sauce with the heat gun right before the main. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, I even just leave them in my car and just <laughs> smoke them good. <laughs> smoke good. <laughs> oh, I almost let one slip there. But yeah. That's, that's my trick. And then I, and actually I have a J concepts, uh, tire guide on the J concepts yeah, website That's true. I forgot about that. for the hobby plex. So if you go to the support tab and tires, and then I think mine's actually the top one yeah. on the, and of course the tire support. pretty much we carry everything that we would need for the track, pretty much mm-hmm. gold compound and silver compound ellipses and dirt webs. And then we yeah. carry uh proline positrons and electrons in their clay compound. And then we mm-hmm. carry AKA scribbles and chain links and typos in, in, yeah. in AKA's clay compound. So everything, everything that works on our track, I carry, I don't carry anything that doesn't work on our track because it just sits there or somebody buys it and gets all mad at us. So we can't do that either. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much everything tires within, you know, a few minutes. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have any more questions or anybody can hit me up on Facebook. Andy Lachance says, can we have segment racing in the SCT class just like real SCT racing? And my answer to that is, what SCT class? I don't really know what that question is. Or what's segment racing? Like NASCAR? I don't know. I think so. Oh, does he mean like, oh, so you remember when on Tuesday nights when we used to run 2A mains? Yeah. I think that's kind of what that would be. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. So our Tuesday night, we, we kind of stopped racing on Tuesdays. It's kind of just an open night. And then we do rock crawling now on Tuesdays. Yeah. But, but when I, when I was trying to get it, I was trying to get to lure guys to come back. I'm like, well, let's do one qualifier timed and then let's just have two mains. But we have to get people to want to come out that actually do that. Unfortunately, with short course racing around here locally on a club racing level. I mean, nobody even has one. Yeah. I, I, don't I, I I'm sure we'll see him again for the summer series. Just like last, the last couple of years, there'll probably be one heat, which is fine. That's great. 
but I just, I don't know. This, this summer series is so efficient that I don't want yeah. to do anything to screw it up. Yeah. Speaking of efficiency in the summer series, I'm planning on racing mini truck, nice. or mini truggy or whatever. Yeah. We, we have so. added mini truggy to the summer series this year because team associated yeah. has agreed to send us a motor and speed controller combo. Nice. So, so ready, I'm ready to get down. Um, the, I think that's like the new mod truck and mod yeah. trucks, my, my jam. So yep. anyway, sorry, not to keep holding up the show here. But. No, it's fine. I'm just, I'm, I want to fit one more in before we kind of get really close for time. Rod case says, I'm wondering if any races will be on the tone qualifying heads up style. And I also thought I heard you mention something about one tenth third being on Fridays. Could you elaborate? What would Saturday be? And he says, would summer series be on Saturday? So I'm going to go backwards. Summer series is always on Saturday. There's I'm never changing that unless like all of a sudden nobody shows up, which, yeah. which isn't going to happen. So basically what we've learned over doing this for so long is that in the summertime, it's really hard to have two or three days of racing. So it used to be mm-hmm. Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Well, the last couple summers, it, it was, it was a struggle to try to get people to come out on either Friday or Saturday. And so yeah. last year we just shut her down on Saturdays. We said, okay, no Saturday club racing after this point, but we can all race on Fridays. And so some of us did and some of us didn't, and that's fine. But Fridays maintained a pretty good level of attendance throughout the entire year. It did not have the crazy drop off that you can see in the, that we've seen in the past or that we can see at other places. So basically if you want a club race after say May 8th, whatever that Saturday is, then yet you would come on Fridays. Mm -hmm. Saturdays will be one Saturday a month starting in May, our, our, our annual team associated summer series. We're going to have a crawler event once a month starting in June on Saturdays. We're going to have an open Saturday once a month, or we're going to have these cool bash events where we're going to have these events like, um, like the sumo table on Saturday. And then on the two weeks after the summer series, kind of in the middle is going to be a new thing that I'm doing called the pro 20 challenge. And it'll be just three classes, buggy truck and a short course truck. So there's your short course truck class for Andy LaChance. And it'll be just standard qualifiers, but we're going to have a 20 minute aiming. Okay. For buggy too? Buggy. Yep. Yeah. So we have six, I mean, we have 6,000 milliamp hour batteries. You put a, you put a 17.5 in, I bet you can go 20 minutes. I think we had a pretty good show here. What do you think? No, of the, I so. What do you think of the phone thing? I think the phone thing's working for me, but okay. I would still like to come up for at least one once a month or so, yeah. or maybe every other, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It just had stuff going on tonight yeah. and uh, did one last week. And my wife gets off work at uh, seven mm. on uh, Mondays. And I don't know, she works kind of late dur- during the middle of the week, too. She's a hairstylist and she works in Omaha. No. <laughs> so it's like an hour drive. So you guys way, just zip so. by each other and wave as you go by. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and so then she works on Saturdays. And that's nice for me for racing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Sunday's off. So it's kind of like we really only get to spend some time with each other on Sundays. So, and that's kind of important. Yeah. And you know, like, so that's like our only day that we have together. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably come up for some, some more, but this works out great. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, we'll have to ask the listeners what they think. Yeah. Listeners yeah. next, uh, podcast or something. Uh, just like, let us know how, what you think of the phone stuff yeah. and things. But hey, and I got some, I can't remember their, their names, but I've had a few people message me on Facebook. One guy was from the UK and saying that the, he liked the show and keep up the good work, mate. You that's know? awesome. That's not yeah, us. Was, that's, that's webarize.com. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Well, you should other than I our, sound like in person. Other than our content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sound terrible in person. Yeah. I have a, I have a voice for a voice for radio and a face for silent or no, silent movies. Yeah. No, a, a face for radio and a voice for silent movies. Yeah, there you go. Damn, yeah. dang it! I dang know it. Yeah, you screw that up. All right, yeah, well, <laughs> that's uh, that's it. That's a good show. Thanks for agreeing to go by phone and and be here as we get more of these shows in. It's pretty fun to do. Yeah, and I I love it. I, I I'm I'm digging it. Thanks to our um, listeners uh for tuning in. Uh, we kind of keep track of it and uh, able to see that that uh, that hit count grow and all that good stuff. You can catch me. Uh, this Thursday, uh, Hobbyplex After Hours on YouTube, and we've been talking about maybe trying to do a live stream 
for the show. So we'll probably only do that when Will's actually here. And uh, Will, you're going to be racing this weekend? I don't know. You we'll know? see how, how things go with my Man, scooter. I hope not. Maybe I can win. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought about taking a week week off because I like it's supposed to be almost 70 on Saturday. Yeah. If I can get my engine built up and changed out. I got it out of my scooter. Maybe I should take – I'll take a picture of that and send it to you. Maybe it's something to put on the thing. Nice. My scooter, scooter stuff. But – um, uh, if I, if I have that thing running, man, I don't know. It's going to be kind of hard not to scoot, scoot my butt off. Yeah. This week, <laughs> Saturday. Right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll catch you later. Yeah. Catch you on the flip flop. Yeah.